You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato, here with Great Night Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Steve Class. That's his nickname. I'll let him pronounce his last name. Kalashoni. Good luck with that Sicilian last name. Kalashoni. <laughs> so it's very similar to mine, Scandariato. Um, so Steve is uh, joining us today. Uh, very interesting story um, coming at us from the New York metro area as well. Uh, he actually sold his property management business last month. We're recording this at the um, end of November of 2023. So congratulations, Steve, for that exit. And now he's uh, focused on helping um, different entrepreneurs that, you know, are possibly have interest in real estate investments, whether it's on the multifamily side, residential side, et cetera, um, get into property management. Maybe they have some investment assets where they, you know, third-party manage, meaning they hire another company to take care of rent collections, leasing, et cetera. Um, so he's actually, fo- now he's focusing on um, essentially coaching uh, clients, real estate investors that uh, have experience um, on the investment side, but not so much on the management side. So he's got a blueprint um, for property management, which I'll let him talk about. And um, thank you so much, Steve, for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. I, I kind of want to hire you just to do my introductions from now on. That'd be that'd be great. <laughs> nice. It's like a little glowing banner as you walk into the room. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, so yeah, so tell me about your experience in real estate and um, property management. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So I got started in my late twenties. Um, like many real estate investors, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'm like, this is the movement. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki is the new you know uh, god to me at that point in my life. And I was working in corporate America at the time. I was working in hospitality. I was in midtown Manhattan, actually. And I was like, all right, this is my plan. I'm going to buy a piece of real estate maybe once every other year. And eventually, maybe in 20 odd years, I'm going to be able to retire, so to speak, and live off the cash flow. And that was going to be my plan. I'd have my little nine to five job and you know, kind of coast, so to speak. And then COVID occurred. And I was in the event and hospitality industry, which was hit hard. Um, I got laid off. And my wife, who was in the travel industry, got laid off as well. And she was six months pregnant. And now we went from you know multiple six figures of income from both of our jobs to zero overnight. And we didn't know at the time, many people in the pandemic didn't know how long this was going to last. So I know I needed to pivot immediately um, to start making some income. And I was very much enthralled by the real estate industry. I'd read every book you can imagine. Um, I was listening to every podcast just to try to build up my knowledge base. And I knew I wanted to go into this full throttle while also bringing to the table some form of hospitality and sales and marketing, which was my background. So at the time, I was 28. I owned about three units. So nothing too crazy. I had a duplex in Allentown and I had a a condo I owned in White Plains, New York. And I was pretty much tapped out of cash at that point. Um, And I was a little bit more risk adverse because I didn't know how long COVID was going to last. So I took a glance at my surroundings of like, how can I really get into the real estate market rapidly? And it was, you know, either raising private money and going to syndication, which is great, but I knew that would take a long time to do to build up my my network, my sphere of influence, and really get a band together to start doing investments. I go wholesaling, which I didn't really love. I always felt you could do wholesaling ethically, but I, the players I knew in town were a little unethical, and I wasn't all about cold calling either. 
or I could become a realtor and work nights and re- weekends. And I thought that was the red ocean, so to speak. So I, I looked at my strategies in front of me and I said, what is a way I can rapidly expand my portfolio with little of my own money down while also building out a really core business? And I thought of the, the pain points that people deal with. Nobody really wants to deal with tenants, even if they're great tenants. You just Nobody wants their phone ringing at seven o'clock at, at night, eight o'clock at night when you're sitting down with your family having dinner. Um, no one really wants to do, deal with maintenance issues either. So I looked into property management. I said, you know, I, I think this industry is ready to explode because the idea of a property manager, at least in New York City, is a little bit old school where you have like a superintendent, key ring, you know, blue collar type of person. And I said, I bet if I took this and polished this image and create a real systemized approach to this. So I have really good marketing, really good sales process, really good tenant intake forms. I bet that I can deliver a great product. And my focus was on class A and B properties, because at the time, a lot of people were leaving New York City to go to Westchester County, Fairfield and Connecticut. And you saw that across the nation of people leaving these bigger cities. And I knew that the millennial renter, which was my age demographic, wanted things taken care of. They want to walk into a home, turnkey, ready to rock and roll. So I launched a luxury property management business. And what I did was I encapsulated what I would call accidental landlords. So people that were living in a home and for whatever reason, they wanted to move to Florida. They got a new job opportunity in Texas. It was They're not really tried and true investors. And that was my target market because I can come into all the systems and take the ugliness away, so to speak. And lo and behold, I uh, was right. And that usually is not the case in entrepreneurship. Usually you fail plenty of times. And I've had other failures in business before I did this. But I started rapidly gaining traction. Um, and it, for me, it was a way of, of expanding my own portfolio because as a property manager, you typically collect anywhere from 8 to, say, 11% of your, the uh, gross uh, rent roll. In my case, it was 10%. So I was getting 10% of this cash flow by just adding on a certain amount of doors. And as you can imagine, Anthony, you can scale really rapidly. And it comes with operational headaches that come with it. But that's how I got started. And it became a snowball effect where it was just a little trickle of one to two units at a time. So all of a sudden I was adding, you know, anywhere from five to 10 units on a month. So now over managing over a hundred doors. So that was my little, my little long winded answer to your question of how I got started into real estate was I saw a need for for a really high level service of property management. And it was a way to me to get into the foundational level of real estate. Now that's awesome. So how did you find your first client for property management And then how did you scale up your client base from there? And then obviously you sold the business. Um, Could you talk about that? Why did you decide to sell? And who did you sell to? And then um, kind of what does that look like for you moving forward as well? Yeah, absolutely. So so to answer your first question, the way I I scaled was having a really killer offer. I learned this from Alex Hermosi. I was a big fan of his. He has the podcast, The Game. And I wanted to create an offer that was too good to be true in a sense. So the way I operated my property management was creating a killer landing page. So I did a heavy Google ad campaign because I had moved. I'm originally from Staten Island, New York. I moved to Westchester and then my set up my business in Connecticut. I didn't know anyone in the area. So I, I couldn't rely on friends and family or referrals at this point. So I had a killer marketing campaign. And it was, if we don't collect rent, we work for free. Um, tenant placed in two weeks or the first month is free. First maintenance problem after inspection is on us. Like you, you create it all the way down the line of like, what are people worried about the most? And that was directly into my landing page. So I wanted to make it as easy as, as humanly possible to make the decision to hire us. And I remember uh, it was myself and my business partner. We were huddled around the phone the first 
inquiry that came in from our website that we we had built on uh we were so excited because they were they were had a little small one bedroom condo and it was only going to be i think on our end a cash flow of 75 bucks a month and we were high-fiving each other because it was a proof of concept and uh, slowly but surely i I reworked a little bit of sales and marketing i incorporated a lot of video elements i i um, immediately bought into a crm software that can track the leads as they came in and slowly but surely we really scaled this business out strictly through Google uh, marketing campaign. Um, because I, I look at it when it comes to a service, and that's what I'm providing. Most people are going to be reaching out to you, which is amazing. I don't have to really do outbound lead. People typically are going to Google property manager in White Plains, New York, property manager in Cranford, New Jersey, wherever it happens to be. And as long as you're at the top of the list and you build out a really good reputation, so you're constantly asking for Google reviews, Within a few months, the scalability is there, especially if, if you have the right systems in place. And if you, and as you grow and you deliver a great product, then the referrals start coming in. And that's when it becomes huge um, because now it's like you don't have to, re, you, it's organic at this point. You're not relying just on the Google ads to come into the door. Um, and as far as why I want, so I, I started this business as a foundation and I knew I wanted to exit it fairly quickly because I didn't love the idea of managing tenants for the rest of my life, as most people can imagine. So I built out a really great team. I built out good operators who knew how to handle maintenance requests as they came in. I built out a good team who knew how to handle rent collection, leasing agents. And then from there, I made it, I bundled it to a very easy sellable asset. And the great thing about property management is that you typically will sign at least a one-year contract with your property manager. And that could be if you're renting out your single family home or you have a 20 unit somewhere. The one-year contract basically is assignable to another property manager as long as you give proper notice. That's at least the way we wrote our contracts up. So I knew that unlike other businesses, it was a guaranteed flow of income to someone else if I sold it. So around the three-year mark, I said, okay, it's time. We built this up to pretty much a million dollars now in gross revenue. I now, my purpose now is to help other entrepreneurs. That's what really fed my juices. Um, I said, I bet you I, this is a teachable skill that I can pass along to many other real estate investors. People want to get into real estate across the nation and make a larger impact than just my local market being a property manager. So I called up a competitor of mine um, who was in similar operating area. And we had a quick 10-minute phone call. Um, I sent over all our, our profit and loss statements. Within 24 hours, we had an all-cash offer. So it was absolutely amazing that it was that quickly to do. And that, that proved proof of concept of how sellable of asset this is. And it took a little bit of doing with some lawyers, but you, you kind of wiped the dust off of you. And now it's we're sold. And I'm excited to kind of launch um, my PM side of the business of helping other people who are real estate investors or they're looking to start just a property management business to keep it internal. So if you're an investor and you want to save costs and not give a property manager 10%, I have a boilerplate template um, that I would coach you on to, to kind of set all of this up. It really isn't rocket science. And you can hire a few virtual assistants in the Philippines, have one boots on the ground presence. And by the time you have typically 25 to 30 doors of other uh, um, investors or your own book of business, it pays for itself and then some. And there's so many ways to cross sell too. So you can create a maintenance division to handle all the handyman repairs. You can start a real estate brokerage. It, like it, Again, it's the foundation of launching into many different streams of income which is super exciting for me to, to help others achieve. Yeah, no, that's great. And it sounds like you focused um, for your client base on the New York Metro area. Is that correct? Yeah, the tip, Westchester County and Fairfield. I Even though I'm originally from New York City, 
the bureaucracy was astounding. And I know that that you're pretty close to New York City as well. So you you probably I can speak from it that it's not the most investor friendly city in the world. And there's a lot of big commercial apartment buildings there, not as many single family homes or small multis. And if there are small multis, it's not really cash flowing at the current, let's say you're going for a certain cap rate. Cap rates in New York City are three to four percent. So you're buying it for appreciation. You're not buying it for cash flow. I wanted to do something where it was a true investor who, even if it was two, three hundred dollars a month in cash flow, there was still something there. And you got the bonus appreciation that kind of came with it. And I knew I had to go outside of New York City for that. Um, so so it, it depends on what area you're in. So if you're in a major metropolis and you want to start a property management business, I would say look to avoid the typical New York City, Chicago's, LA's of the world and focus on the tertiary markets right around there, because typically that's where you're going to have the best bang for your buck, in my experience. Yeah. And so in terms of you mentioned uh, boilerplate templates uh, just for the audience um, looking to maybe they're thinking about starting their own property management company. What are the resources that you're, I'm assuming you're still developing them because it's so, you know, soon with the sale of the other business. What do you have right now? You said you have a template. What is that? A a book? Yeah. So I have a book that's right behind me. It's called Service Business Mastery. And that's kind of my origin story of how to get started and how to set up your own business, uh, particularly service-based. So it's not just property management, but it's applicable to to any field in service. So a property manager, real estate agent, uh, construction worker, whoever it happens to be. So how to set up your sales and marketing team, how to set up your operations, how to have the A team run the business for you so it becomes a sellable asset. Um, that's what that book is all about. And that 99 cents you can find on Amazon, Service Business Mastery by Steve Class. Super easy to find. Now, what I, I can give away to your audiences, though, is that I have a really great property management contract that you can give to your investors to sign. And it's it's for New York and Connecticut, but as long as you just change out the uh, the state and location, it's pretty much ready to rock and roll. And if someone emails me, steve at successwithclass.com, I am happy to give that away for free or hit me up on Instagram at Stevie Class. So that's S-T-E-V-E-Y-C-L-A-S-S and just DM me, say, hey, I listened to you guys on on Anthony's show and I'll happily give that away for free. I'm all about value add, um, a little bit of do-yourself kit. And if you were really interested in ramping up, launching your own PM business to handle your internal book of of doors or want to start your own property management company, happy to have a a free 30-minute consultation to uh, get it rocking. Nice. Um, so that, that was going to be my next question. What, what's the best way for my audience to reach out to you as we wind down the show? Yeah, absolutely. So the successwithclass.com, super easy to remember. Um, and then my email is steve at successwithclass.com um, or on Instagram, Stevie Class. So, I mean, that's that's the, the three best ways to get in contact with me. Um, I'm happy to help. And even if it's just 30, even if it's not a good fit and you just want to pick my brain for 30 minutes, I love speaking to other entrepreneurs and real estate investors and talking shop. I live and breathe this now. Um, I have a, a, an internal flipping business that I run. I have a construction business. That all of it came from property management. So I'm aware internally we have our systems in place. And it's, again, it's a very much a shareable skill asset for someone looking to grow without really going into their own pockets on a normal portfolio. So I know property management's an ugly business, but where there's ugliness, there's opportunity. That's the, no, that's absolutely. Yep. No, absolutely. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll provide a link to, uh, Steve's website, as well as his social media in our iTunes and social media description as well. So if you're interested or curious to learn more about Steve and his platform, feel free to reach out to him or you can reach out to me and I'll connect you with him. And um, if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. 
it helps our message get out to a greater audience. That's just the way the algorithm works. So uh, really appreciate your time today, Steve, and I look forward to your continued success. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you.